Yeah, and sometimes I'll just like walk into like, I don't know, like you said, like one man's trash is another's treasure. And I, it makes you think more creatively instead of just like walking into like a craft store and grabbing canvases. Mm -hmm. Like I like walking through like a thrift store and being like, what can I turn into a piece of art? Like what can I paint on? And I found some like interesting little things over the years. And those are some of my favorite pieces because they're so unique in comparison <laughs> to say, everything else. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Feeding Curiosity. I'm your host, Eric Wenzel, as always. Feeding Curiosity is a podcast that explores the precarity of freedom experience and we challenge ourselves to think, question, and synthesize. It is our hope through conversation we provide blueprints for others to learn and lead a more fulfilling life. Our guest today is Britt Parla. Britt is a Chicago-based visual artist. Her main artistic mediums include, but not limited to, abstract fluid painting, drawing, and graphic design. Her goal is to continually create original and innovative works of art that evoke a sense of wonder and interconnectedness in others. Her artistic style is influenced by the science of color theory, mother nature, street art, abstract impressionism, as well as the art of the 1960s counterculture movement. You can find Britt Parler showcasing her art at various venues and art exhibitions around Chicago. In this conversation is extremely wide-ranging. We cover where Brit's entering of the creative space and as a creative person, how it is at once a medium of was where you are introspective, but also connecting to others. And through this, we kind of work how she enters her flow state and what it means for her to create. And through this entire conversation, there's lots of laughs and a lot of fun interconnections between how she creates and how I create this podcast. And it was really fun to not only go out and travel with the podcast to her house to to explore this, as well as just connecting with her over this medium that she cares so much about. And so with that, everyone, please enjoy this conversation with Britt Parla. Welcome back to another episode of Feeding Curiosity. And today's episode, we're joined by Britt Parla. Hi. Hey, <laughs> this is a long time coming. Like we've been going back and forth for like, I don't know, six months or something. June, I think, yeah. yeah. It's been a while and this is, I don't know, it's been kind of fun. Like, I don't know, for me, probably like a year ago, I, I saw like your artwork and you had you on Instagram and stuff. I'm like, I really just got to reach out and just get you on the show because yeah. there's a lot of people who, you know, say they're artists or want to be artists, but don't follow through. I guess that's most people in general don't follow through. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so it, I don't know. I just thought it was cool. And you're actually doing stuff and doing a lot more stuff in the last like three to four months. Yeah. It's so. kind of almost better that we waited. Cause I feel like a lot of interesting things have happened in the mm -hmm. past few months. <laughs> yeah. So before we get there, let's, yeah. let's like roll it way back. And mm -hmm. like, where did this all start? Like, did, were you always the art kid? Mm, I always was interested in art in some form, whether okay. it was like drawing or photography, that's kind of where it started. I always found myself gravitating towards creative creativity. Mm -hmm. It really started for me when I was younger. I, I Creative writing was huge for me. I started taking like journalism classes in high school, which obviously isn't very creative, but there still is like something creative that goes into it. Mm -hmm. And as like a sophomore or freshman in high school, I thought that that was my passion. Um, and I wanted to figure out what types of classes I could take in order to better benefit that. Mm -hmm. And so then I was, uh, I was introduced to 
photography classes, which I had already knew that I wanted to take, as well as graphic design. Mm -hmm. Um, And things kind of went crazy from there. (laughs) I fell in love with graphic design and making things out of nothing, you Mm -hmm. know, and eventually I kind of dropped, not dropped writing, but dropped that idea of writing Mm -hmm. and evolved into art, digital art specifically, as well as some physical forms. That was what I went to college for. I went to college for graphic design. Mm-hmm. I did one semester as a film major, but that, that, didn't, <laughs> that didn't work. That wasn't me. And then, yeah, eventually, you know, I, I, it, it's tough being behind a computer all day doing graphic design. Um, and I wanted to kind of get in touch with my more like physical art roots. Mm-hmm. And I was drawing a lot. And one night, one of my best friends and I were talking while we were drawing and we were talking about this type of painting essentially and she really wanted to try it and the type of painting was like acrylic pouring so we were like watching like a video on it and like we're studying these artists and Mm -hmm. eventually like (laughs) things just kind of went from there we were both (laughs) doing it for a minute and both like learning together about the process and people started responding really well to it and I got a lot of like positive encouragement so I just kind of went with it and now we're like two and a half years down the line wow <laughs> just slowly just building it up yeah and just being like hey this seems like a fun thing to do right and- it was unexpected and like not my original intention with art but it's opened a lot of doors for me in a really positive mm-hmm. way so it's been good that's interesting so yeah. it's, so it's only like a two and a half year project mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. which see this is this is what always like drives me crazy about this stuff like people our age you know in their early 20s or high or college age Mm -hmm. it there seems to be this perception that you have to have everything kind of figured out or know where you're headed or Mm -hmm. at least be like all right i'll do this for i don't know a couple years and then i'll go on to the next thing Mm -hmm. the more i do all this stuff it's like the less it's like oh no it's just like hey you just kind of say yes to something that seems interesting to you and you just keep saying yes to it over you know months and then it turns into years Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden it just keeps growing into something and you're just like i don't know what i'm doing but i'm just doing something right (laughs) yeah it's wild how like it does work like that i don't know i like i said like it wasn't what i had planned on doing Mm -hmm. but it just has worked a lot and has i don't i just needed something different and i think just like that willingness to expand and to explore Mm -hmm. impacted me positively as an artist and like as an overall person i feel like there's been a lot of like personal growth within the last two years because of it as well i don't know yeah i, I mean i do resonate with that like i guess one of the questions would be like it, for you is creating like especially because it's physical like paintings mm-hmm. and stuff like that does that give you a sense of ownership because you're responsible for everything you do right like yeah. not even before you now choosing to sell something is completely different mm-hmm. but well not completely different but it's it helps be like ownership take ownership of something because i think we yeah. feel like we're small Absolutely. (laughs) No, it's great. I feel like it does give me like kind of an edge. Like I have something interesting to like talk about and I can physically like show people what I'm working on and it helps me feel more connected to other people. Mm -hmm. I find myself putting myself out there and reaching out to and trying to start conversations (laughs) with like other artists just because we have this simple thread that like might not have anything to do with each other in common. Yeah. And I just 
I really like that. It's really fun. Like I meet yeah. a lot of interesting people and I meet people that I look up to like on a regular mm-hmm. basis and it just blows my mind that I'm here right now yeah. sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did own that one. It's yeah. crazy. Like, yeah. Oh, I, ownership. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, just like, yeah. you know, just looking back and like, how did I get here? But yeah. yeah, like I think too, the the fun thing is like the community aspect of it, right? When you mm-hmm. choose to do something, you you inadvertently embed yourself in a community. Mm-hmm. And I think art is one of those good things where we, it does have a very good grassroots, very similar to music, right? Like we, we have this really sense of interconnection where people, it can be a little in-groupy, but also too, where it's like someone else sees someone and it's like, we're all starting from our own starting points and you mm-hmm. can build each other up and be like, hey, this person's doing great things too, right? Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if you found that or it seems like you have to some degree yeah. because I've seen <laughs> some of the shows you've gone to and locally, which is yeah. really cool. I, I owe a lot of where I'm at right now to the people that are around me and just like the artistic community that exists where I'm at right Mm now. I don't know. I just, I, when I was younger, I used maybe, I don't know, but when I was younger, maybe I used to be more like threatened by people who were like really successful Mm -hmm. and who I thought were doing something really positive. And now like, I don't view people like that as a threat. (laughs) I'm not sure like what had changed, but I just, I enjoy like cheering people on and mm-hmm. like building a community and creating this sense of, you know, like support with other people that are kind of on the same page as me. It's it's just why why push your way to the top when you could bring other people there with you? Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> I think that's like maybe that's a newer paradigm that's coming up, but I think that's like part of it is like just because you are like there's I guess I, what am I thinking of? It's there's the zero sum game. That's the the idea of it. It's like an economic term. Basically, it's like if your competitor steal, they're stealing possible people from you. Mm-hmm. But in reality, there's more than enough room around for yeah. other people. And it's like I, I, that's what I think is really fun for me doing this podcast because it's like even though I'm doing the podcast, I get to highlight and show what other people are doing in their own lives, and also like show a deeper side of them that people who already resonate with that person yeah. can get like a little bit deeper insight because they only have like a little nugget of Mm -hmm. like that or a little slice of who that person is to them. You know, they get their, you know, the end product usually. So it's just, I think for me, it's like highlighting other people is really just the goal. Yeah, In general, it's like just being like, hey, everyone else is following something. Yeah, I get, a really big example of that is like I do a lot of, I participate in a lot of like group art shows and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And you know, sometimes there are people there who have work that like is pretty similar to yours or mm-hmm. you guys are on like the same, you know, path or there's people who are like completely different than what you what you bring to the table. And I. The contrast is really positive in mm-hmm. in my opinion, and also like you might bring something to the table that someone else doesn't and rather than you know, seeing that as a bad thing, you can see it as something really positive. Whereas it's not, it's not competition. It's, you know, you just want the best for everyone at the end of the day. Yeah. You just, you want people to succeed because you want to succeed, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, I I think about the same way with podcasts myself. It's like, I think about, I I know I listen to them, but I also think about trying to look to people that I look up to within the space and be like, okay, well, how, how can I learn to like ask better questions or, you know, stuff like that, where you look at, I think it'd be cooler to look, look at someone else and be like, even though we're maybe equals, right. Mm-hmm. Instead of looking at as competition, you could be like, so how do you get to your end product? Like what is your process behind it? You know, yeah. I think that's, you, cause you can like finally, 
either finely tuned, like, instead of, like, attacking each other because it's like, oh, we do the same thing. Yeah. Like, back up off my territory. No. Oh, my gosh. I would never do that. For I, know you, I know you wouldn't. But, <laughs> but I mean, it's, like, the uh, two sides of the same coin, right? Yeah. Where some people would be, like, attacking, like, oh, I'm better than them. Like, yeah. they're doing my thing. But, like, who cares? Instead, like, how can you learn from that, you know? Yeah. Like, how can you learn from what they're doing? Or, you know, I just, it doesn't have to be competition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plain and simple. Yeah, plain and simple. There doesn't have to be competition. Be each other's cheerleaders because we need it, you know? Like, I don't know. We need to put each other on the map, yeah. <laughs> essentially. I mean, I think we're in a... I don't know if you can talk about this, but, like, communities, like, within... Because we're in Chicago, and mm-hmm. so you're, you're here with this, like, grassroots side of things and, mm-hmm. you know, basically craft where you're building something, you know, with either small teams or an individual most of the time, probably. Yes. And, and you have this really i wouldn't call it niche but it's like specific like you could probably find something similar at some like online vendor or somewhere mm-hmm. but you know you're you're coming to someone like you for a different reason mm-hmm. right i don't know if you could unpack yeah. that or anything like that yeah well like what like what would be like the the reason someone would go for like a smaller like local artist or something like that oh because when you're supporting local art you're supporting someone's dream essentially you know what i mean it's not like a giant corporation it's one person up late at night working on stuff to to try to you know beautify the world a little bit Mm -hmm. i think that's really important and i don't know someone like me personally like i'm trying to break away from like working a a day job and i i would love to try to make a full-time career out of this and every single like purchase or like back like pat on the back or (laughs) word of encouragement like helps me get one step closer to that you know it's not all like about the financial aspect of it either it's just like independence yeah i guess yeah exactly exactly independence yeah because i i don't know it just to me it's like when you think about these things it's like you know, you, there's a million and one reasons why not to do it, right? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> Just from like, for all of the logical reasons, yeah. right? <laughs> but but when you stop and think about it, it's like, what is the purpose of doing, like pursuing anything that just, like you'll, cho- like we were talking before, it's like you yeah. choose to do this even on your free time, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's that shows a certain distinction at where, where it comes from within you to want to do this. Yeah, I mean... Why not? <laughs> That's the best thing Why ever. not? <laughs> you know, I mean, I would rather like fail and at least say that I tried and I put my best mm-hmm. forward than to have not tried at all and to live the rest of my life wondering what if. This could all... Jeff Bezos said the same thing for starting Amazon, by the way. Well, please don't compare me to Amazon. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I walk by foot to the post office with my packages for people. <laughs> I don't have elves that drive around the city delivering for me. Anyways, <laughs> but really, like, <laughs> not, not to put you in a spot. No, it's it yeah. more just like that's the true thing about this, though. It's, it's like, true. Like it's you true. have to. You have to try. You have to ask yourself, like, would would I regret not doing this for the rest of my life? Like, yeah. would, you, would you like? If you're a grandparent one day and you told, you know, your grandkids something like, oh, yeah, I had this opportunity. I chose not to take it. And I regret that. I don't want to be another one of those people, like like another one of those stories. Like I want to be I want my kids to be like pulling my grandkids up to my gallery and strollers (laughs) one day. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't want to be that person. Like I just amazing things happen when you start like putting yourself out there. And that was a really 
big struggle and I still struggle with it sometimes. I feel like everybody who's like borderline on the artist spectrum of things where, where they, because they don't do it for like personal gain or like to prop their ego up Mm -hmm. in any way, it, it, they feel disingenuous by reaching out because I feel the same way. Yeah. And you know, not everyone is going to respond positively to it and Mm -hmm. That's not for you to worry about. I mean, you can't control what other no, people think, right? No, and as long as you can like put fear and put all those thoughts on the back burner, even for a second, just to do it, then you know, crazy things start happening. So, how do you get past like the fear and the doubt and all that stuff? Like the any of the roadblocks that get in the way. Sometimes I'll run things past like family members, you know, before like officially jumping into something, whether it's like a project or like I did it the other day with stickers. I want to print like it can be <laughs> mundane you know there are in- encouragement from the people around me really help and mm-hmm. when I don't feel like reaching out just like reaching within myself <laughs> is helpful too you know just thinking like what's the worst that can happen the worst that can happen is that you know nothing will happen essentially <laughs> you know what I mean like it's not that's like freeing. there's gonna be an adverse reaction that's like terrible or like life-threatening you know mm-hmm. it's yeah <laughs> There's no, there's no harm in just trying. Yeah, I mean that's, that's just life right there, mm-hmm. right? Like sometimes you just gotta take your shot and then see yeah. where it lands. And if you miss, you miss. Like oh well. Try again. <laughs> Try again. <laughs> exactly. Any specific like routines within your art, like to get yourself maybe so. Let's see. Paint the picture. If you're like middle of a project and you kind of have like writer's block, but for artists, <laughs> I don't know what is that. Is that artist yeah, block? Yeah, no, that, artist block. That's what I refer okay. to it as. I wasn't sure. I don't think I'm, I made that up. I'm sure it exists. It probably exists, but I, I didn't it. think about it. I'm like, I'm like, that has to be a thing because yeah. it probably is a thing. It's <laughs> real. I was actually ironically just speaking uh, to somebody about this yesterday. They kind of reached out because they're struggling a little bit with artist block, and it made me really like dig in and like think about like what are the things that I do mm-hmm. first of all I don't give up <laughs> because you know I there's some I don't know if it's momentum or what but there's something happening right now and I need to keep like pushing mm-hmm. through so if I'm you know like say I've been like painting for like a couple hours and I'm like feeling stuck or like don't want to keep going but I have to because of I have a commission due or something mm-hmm. like that they're like just silly things that I'll do. Like sometimes it's as simple as like a walk around the neighborhood or I like keep a hula hoop in my studio, (laughs) which (laughs) I don't know. That's just like something fun for me to just, Mm -hmm. it's like, it's physical movement. It like takes me out of like my headspace for a second. And it's just like freeing in that sense. Honestly, sometimes you're pretty stationary, like while you're painting and like really honing in on small details. So doing something like physical that feels like you know helps so that's a good one in times where I feel like I can't create like at all like Mm -hmm. I just like wake up and I'm like no I can't do this sometimes I'll do things that just pertain to creativity whether it's like oh that's cool yeah yeah it it, it gives me that sense of like fulfillment and that sense of productivity while I may not be putting a paintbrush to canvas Mm -hmm. so a really big one for me is like cleaning my studio as weird as that sounds I just feel like freshening it up and like shifting the energy in there can kind of help me be more productive and it it forces me into that space so that's I found that to be really helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, just reorganizing things. I'll move things around. I don't know. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a really common thing for people who have workshops, not yeah. just like artists, but like workshops for like machine shops or things like that. They they usually say like, 
leave the day, like leave your workshop how you saw it in the morning. Mm -hmm. So meaning it's clean when you get there and it's clean in the yeah. morning because it's like your brain. Like you come in every day with a clean slate mm -hmm. to create something new. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It, it fosters that sense of like, I want to create after mm -hmm. I see that I have a clean space, whether mm -hmm. instead of it being a complete mess and not wanting to like move things around, you know? Yeah. 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 That's super cool. I yeah. like that a lot. It's really similar to a lot of these tinkery type people and things like that. Yeah. For projects, like, do you ever leave them, like, finished? Like, you'll, like... Mm, unfinished? Yeah, like, yeah. like, look at them. Like, I don't know where else to take this. Like, I'll just put it off to the side and come back to it. Yeah. Sometimes that comes from a space of, like, me working on something for a long time and not liking it <laughs> like oh i just put so much time and energy into it and i don't like the way that it mm -hmm. is right now so sometimes the best thing for me to do is to step away from a project mm -hmm. and that has been like a thing that has been learned because <laughs> if i hadn't learned that mm -hmm. like there i would have worked on things for like hours on end tirelessly and like wouldn't have stopped and you know like would have burnt myself out mm -hmm. so sometimes the best thing to do is to just kind of step away from things like gather myself you know, and then once I freshen up my perspective a little bit and kind of go back into it, you kind of see it with a new set of eyes, like with fresh eyes, you mm -hmm. know, sometimes you just need to step away for a minute. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it sounds really similar to writing for me. Cause like I, I'll do writing and things like that, where I'll be like really into it and I'll get it done or something. And I'm like, I don't know what's to write here, but it doesn't feel done. Mm -hmm. And so I just kind of let it sit for as long as it needs to sit. Yeah, exactly. And then eventually like, it'll just be a stroke of inspiration. Yeah, I'll come back yeah. and I'll be like, oh, it's time to finish this. Right. Yeah. <laughs> long story short, I will, I absolutely will leave things unfinished if I have to, but mm -hmm. I won't leave them unfinished forever like i will go back and no oh, yeah finish so you never actually like completely just i mean not never well, <laughs> but i try not to. i'm just curious like if, you, if you've ever like had something where i mean obviously you've thrown things away because you've yeah, messed up but it's course. more of like you've gotten something almost done and you're just like nope this is just needs to be done over. yeah sometimes there are moments where you just need to know when to quit when it's mm -hmm. just not going to happen i also have this like bin in my studio that is filled with paintings that just didn't quite work out the way that i oh, wanted cool. them to and sometimes like i'll just reach in there and i'll just straight up paint over them mm -hmm. but uh, other times like honestly within the past couple of months i've started painting things over them. <laughs> like not not um necessarily like altering it entirely like a new painting but like mm -hmm. adding to it embellishing it yeah uh, in a sense and that makes me feel good because it makes me feel it doesn't make me feel wasteful and you're making something beautiful out of something that you might not have liked before mm -hmm. which is a good feeling i too. think that's really cool being able to kind of it's, it's basically taking your, your in quotation marks your failures right and mm -hmm. turning them into extra practice yeah that's a really cool way of doing it because a lot of times people look at that like someone would look at that bin and be like oh my god there's a bin of all of my mistakes yeah and hold that over themselves no, like, oh a, like you know like like nails in a coffin yeah <laughs> but instead you've, you've been able to reframe it in a way so that you can go back to it and be like okay maybe this didn't work out how exactly i wanted to but there's room to to do something to it, it yeah. doesn't matter what it is so that you can make it learn from it right. at the very least exactly it's also funny because sometimes people will come over and look through that bin and like take things home out of it because they like it and sometimes i struggle <laughs> with that because it's like not up to my standard but right. at the same time it's like if that does something for someone then like they should have it you know yeah yeah it's interesting it's all that's up to perspective <laughs> yeah that's so weird so i guess here's the other thing it, it, since you know with social media you can have direct connection to the people who enjoy your art mm -hmm. um 
do people send you messages that are different than even the idea that you had about pieces or like their own interpretation yeah. of things? Oh my gosh. One of my favorite things, <laughs> it doesn't happen as much on social media as it does when like I'm presenting my work in some sort of like mm-hmm. exhibition sense, whether it be a craft fair or an art show. But I love, I absolutely love hearing because it is abstract, you know, right. abstract art is up for interpretation entirely. And I love that about it. So it's just really interesting to hear how like I'll find little pictures in the paintings and like someone else will see something entirely different or I'll have like biologists come up to me and be like, oh, this looks like cell work I was working on. Whoa. Or, like, yeah, <laughs> it, it's really cool to hear what people you know, we'll crack it up to like whether it's something they've seen in nature or mm-hmm. biology. Like I said, it's 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 That's cool. weird. Yeah, it, it's cool. And like sometimes I will have a painting like standing up, like say horizontally, for example. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's the way it's intended to be looked at, blah, blah, blah. I'll give it to somebody. They'll send or like, you know, someone will buy it from me. They'll send me a picture of it when it's in their house and it's oriented completely differently. <gasps> like not, that's not like a bad thing, but yeah. it's just like interesting that that is how they chose they, they to, chose to yeah. present it. And honestly, sometimes it that is the way that it should have been done, but I just didn't see it that way, you know? That's super interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, it reminds me of like without a, like a book isn't a book until it has a reader, right? Yeah. Without art, it does. It's unless it has a viewer, then it's not anything. Exactly. <laughs> it's just how I perceive it. <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. I yeah. think that's really interesting. I, w- I would never have thought of that, but because you know, we always think of like the. I guess we get bogged down on like what is the like it's supposed to mean yeah. a lot of times like in not just mm-hmm. art in general but like a lot of times you just it's t- get an idea or a definition of something and say this is what it is yeah and we are too fixed absolutely that I, it's actually funny you, you bring that up that's why I feel like this style of painting was huge for me in general like I said before what I had gone to college for was graphic design graphic design is like all details you are literally zoomed in on pixels you know what I mean like it's it's wild and it's like it can be really draining and there's a lot that goes into it and ultimately it's control you have complete control over what you're working on when you're graphic design when you're doing something with graphic design with the style of painting some of it is is you can alter it but a lot of it is just kind of left up to chance and like granted while I like learn more about it and experiment more with it I I can learn how to alter it the way that I need to but coming into it that loss of control was huge and truly like beneficial for me Mm -hmm. it taught me a lot as an artist about how to let go and how to just like kind of leave things up to chance in a good way in a good way yeah, I mean, that's a really, that's actually a psychological framework people use for performance, mm-hmm. uh, understanding what you can control. And all we can control is our thoughts, words, and actions. Yeah. You know, and how you respond to a situation, but you can't control anything else. Mm-hmm. It's, it's how you show up, not like how someone perceives you. It's, yeah. You know, what you're doing is, is training yourself to, you know, control what you can actually affect in, in the simplest terms. Mm-hmm. So it's really interesting that you're able to talk about it in that way because, it, yeah. because a lot of people, that's where anxiety comes from. A lot for a lot of people is we get, stuck and thinking about things we can't control yeah <laughs> and, and trust me i feel like, yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I mean it's it's a, it's a normal thing for all of us yeah. to feel but it's a whether or not you can actually kind of keep it in, in, in check mm-hmm. one of the things that i would really like to talk about too is like we were talking about all of these things with art making or creating something mm-hmm. it comes down to like a sense of like presence right like you're in like flow mm-hmm. when you're doing it so does does that happen to you like often yes like almost <laughs> daily probably yeah <laughs> It's weird. I, I sometimes don't even notice it just because it, it, it's kind of it's second nature at this point. But it has weirdly 
become kind of a, a meditative thing for me. I find myself like tapping into my flow state a lot when I am painting. I'll have something on my mind and I'll start painting and sometimes it's not completely like unconscious. Like I am consciously like thinking through whatever it is that's like ailing me at that time. Mm -hmm. And I found that to be really positive. Like I'll look at a piece and be like, ooh, I remember like what I was going through at the time of making that, you know? <laughs> and it's not always bad. And there are other times where like I am completely in the flow state where I'm not in my head and I just I'll look up at the clock and it's like six hours later. Like, how have I been painting for six hours? That's wild. Like, I haven't um, even drank anything in six yeah, hours. Yeah, right? Like, I'm a little dehydrated right now. <laughs> but I was really productive. <laughs> like, but wow, I got something done. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's crazy. That's yeah. so much fun. Like, I, I, I feel like I've really... I don't really notice it a lot of the times when it happens. But it, it, for myself, it's like something will happen or... I'll just be like, oh, I should probably have gone to sleep by now. And mm -hmm. then if I look at the clock and I'm like, I should really have gone to sleep by now because yeah. I have work in the morning, right? It's exactly. Like, it's like the, I don't know, it's a weird balance because we both have, you know, our own full-time jobs. You got to make a living somehow. And yeah. all of a sudden, every all of your other ounces of free time. Mm -hmm. By the way, I just went to part-time at my job and that's a oh, really big accomplishment whoa. for me right now. <laughs> yeah. Unpack that yeah. before my question. Okay, cool. cool. Okay, don't forget your question. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I've been at the same job for a couple, a while now. And I just felt like it was starting to get in the way. It was just getting in the way. It wasn't, I was found myself being there and just wishing I was at home painting. And I kind of got creative and found a way to work remotely a couple times, like couple days a week. And so now I have a lot more free time. Wow. Um, I only have to be like out of the house at this job at like, you know, three days a week usually. Mm -hmm. And then I have the other days of the week to focus on art which puts a lot of pressure on me because like I do you know there was a, a financial change granted yes I do have the opportunity to work remote now so there is a source of income coming from there but it also pushes me to to pursue my art further yeah. and to try to profit from it which mm -hmm. is like it's scary but it's it feels good I feel like you have to do that to some degree it's like yeah you kind of have to pull the because like if you have the safety net all the time mm -hmm. then you're not going to take it seriously enough to push it into the next evolution, whatever exactly. that turns into be. I w it was working, but it wasn't working well enough. And I knew that there was higher potential for the situation. And mm -hmm. I'm really glad that I finally did pull the plug because now I do feel myself being a lot more productive in, in terms of art. And mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. So do you pretend like... Like, okay, if, if art, creating art was my job, like, do you do that to yourself? Because I do that to myself with the podcast. No, I mean, it just is. It just, yeah. I don't know how to explain it. It just is part of my life now. And there's like certain time that's dedicated to it. Yeah. And yeah, I don't really think of it as a job because it's, I'm yeah, still Yeah, I, I mean, I'm it. saying job in quotes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, but for me, at least personally, because like I, I do the same thing like on my off days. I'm like, okay, this is like my podcast day. I'm like, yeah, even, oh, absolutely. Like, even though it's like my off day, like I'm going to pretend like as if this was, yeah. if I, if I, I don't have off days. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That doesn't exist. <laughs> uh, what are off days? Like, this is my vacation day. No. I've done more on my vacation day than I've done. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And you know, I don't know. I say that I'm working part-time now, but maybe I'm putting in more work I was gonna say, in, overall <laughs> than I was before because I... In I actual get, productive hours? Yeah, in terms of, like, art, because I'm creating far more now. <laughs> yeah, I bet. 
<laughs> in a good way. That's awesome. Yeah. So to kind of back out yeah. a little bit of just the creative outlets, mm-hmm. you know, we're, you've invited me here to your home, which mm-hmm. I don't normally get to do. I don't get to do podcasts in people's places, cool. which is this is half of the fun is being able to explore and He's take out a, in the wild. Yeah, take, <laughs> yeah, seriously, like take a microphone out to paces and be like, okay, let's just talk about what you do. Like this place is a creative paradise. Not gonna lie, <laughs> like this is a place that you could easily come into here and be like, all right, I'm just gonna go create something. <laughs> I love that, and people do feel that way, and we do invite people over to mm-hmm. create. So it's good to hear that. Yeah, it, it really does. So I don't know if you want to explain any of the stuff in the room. Or like, yeah, um, you walk into the front room of the apartment, and it's like our living room, but it's also my boyfriend's home studio. We have. I'm looking at. A very old, like, 1970s organ, as well as, like, a new keyboard, speakers, and a bunch of musical equipment that I don't understand. (laughs) (laughs) Not your domain of creativity. No, no. Um, There's not much white space on our walls because we are avid. I just love supporting other artists and Mm -hmm. being able to hang up art in our house. And then the back of the apartment, which should be... A dining room <laughs> is my art studio. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. It's, yeah. Like, it's supposed to be a dining room, but it's not. It's not. <laughs> Our sunroom is a dining room. I don't know. We make it work. Hey, no one said a room is supposed to be something. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's, that's fun. I, yeah. I, I think it's really cool to be able to create your own space. Um, yeah. I feel like for a lot of us, creating... The environment which you live in is also like a mapping of how your brain works. Mm -hmm. So like you have different rooms for different things to do in that. At least that's how I envision it. No, absolutely. And sometimes that is interesting, especially like for... His name is Trevor. That's my boyfriend. (laughs) (laughs) That's so weird. But it can be a little weird for him because the room that functioned as his studio Mm -hmm. also functions as a space of relaxation. Mm -hmm. And we have talked about that at times. And we have like a cover for our TV. Like we will literally like cover our television so that like, you know, there just aren't any like distractions. So it's interesting having these spaces in our home that have multiple functions i couldn't agree more with that because like i literally have like one computer that's like my my like basically fuck off computer mm-hmm. like i can play video games on that yeah. computer and do everything and then like the laptop that we're recording on and stuff mm-hmm. that usually lives with the like the rest of my recording equipment like it doesn't leave that little corner yeah and it's like i two way two different hold head spaces when i walk from one computer to the next and it's like only exactly. a couple dozen steps yeah it's so weird like the simplest thing that can snap you in and out of focus yeah and i feel like part of it can be like kind of ritualistic too like there mm-hmm. are certain things that he'll do to prep his space in me as well in my space to be like okay you know turn off that whatever the other function is and Mm -hmm. turn on you know the sense of creativity yeah is there anything like you do like music wise or something that will generate the the like sense of like okay now it's time to work like me personally yeah just out of in terms of like what i listen to yeah like oh, if you yeah. have specific music yeah, or like some sort of ritual that you do like you know you have to turn on yeah. the lighter i don't know how to <laughs> absolutely <laughs> no oh my gosh it's so funny that you bring up lighting because like lighting is huge for both of us in this home oh. i don't know if you can cut i, I don't know there's no there's overhead, a lot of lights. there's yeah. no overhead lights though like that's never oh, a I, thing. Didn't even notice. <laughs> I didn't even notice that part <laughs> yeah so setting like the lighting is so ideal we have these like light strips up here that's one and we have one in our studio as Mm -hmm. well that you can like 
control the brightness on it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, setting the lighting is essential, especially in my studio, because depending on what I'm working on, I might need bright light mm -hmm. or something that's easier on the eyes. So the lighting is first. I love creating during the day though, when I don't have to worry about lights, like natural sunlight <laughs> is my favorite. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, music is also really important. However, there are days where I, if I'm really like going through something or really trying to like process something, it's rare, but I just won't turn on music and I'll just work. And those are oftentimes the most interesting <laughs> creative like periods for me. And then, you know, mm. that won't last for forever. Maybe it'll just be like an hour of creating that way and then I'll turn on music. Yeah. But yeah, sometimes I just need to like zero in on what I'm doing and focus. Yeah. Like there's points where I'll be like, I'm like, like whatever I'm listening to, like if I'm listening to something like a podcast, mm -hmm. if I'm focusing on something else, I have to turn off the other person's words because they get in the way of my own yeah. thoughts. And then sometimes I'll go to music, usually, mm -hmm. usually metal melodic, like no yeah. like lyrics or anything. Mm -hmm. A lot of like, That's interesting. like tender, the, the Spotify playlist. Yeah. It's a lot of like lo-fi. But, you, but you're like listening to something while else you, while yeah, you're doing usually, that. that I, makes sense it instrumental makes more sense yeah it usually bl blocks out like the other outside distractions that mm -hmm. usually would interrupt me yeah but what'll happen if i'm really into it mm -hmm. i have to turn off everything yeah because even that feels like it's taking away something <laughs> interesting yeah sometimes i feel like it's almost the opposite for me it's like if i'm Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> it depends on the day. Yeah, it depends on the day and the mood. But regardless, I really love listening to music while mm -hmm. I create. And I feel like the type of music that I'm listening to can impact the way that I'm working. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes I'll need to like listen to something that feels very like emotional and is kind of mm -hmm. like heavy. Or sometimes I'll just be like bopping around listening to hip hop. Like, yeah, I know that feeling too. <laughs> you know, it just, it's a Music depends. is very emotional. Yeah, it is. And I, I feel like I'm the type of person that it impacts pretty heavily. So, so. I have actually a really fun story you're going to resonate with. Okay. Um, when it comes to music and creating. Mm -hmm. So I was listening to my friend Jordan Chris, and I know you're a big fan. I was a mm -hmm. big fan of Tosh Sultana. Mm -hmm. And um, <laughs> yes. so he had told me, like, we had a podcast, and he's like, dude, you got to listen to her. I just saw her live. She's fantastic. Just listen to this song. And I think mm -hmm. it was Blackbird. Mm, that song is so crazy. And, and he's like, he's like, it's like a 12-string guitar. Yeah. Don't quote me on that. But he, something like that, and it's wild. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, he's like, the, the recorded version doesn't do it justice because she plays it differently every time she does it live, and mm -hmm. everyone has its like own little thing. He sent me that song and I started listening to that entire album, Flow State, just mm -hmm. like on repeat for Ironic. My, yeah. yeah. That's one of my I know, favorite I, ironically, albums to listen to when I create. <laughs> that's why I was doing it because I was like, ooh, Flow State? I'm it's like, like right up there I'm too, like I'm reading sure. it all and like I'm reading about this stuff like scientifically and like, mm -hmm. okay, cool. Like if this is called Flow State, let's figure, like, let me just deep dive. Yeah. Um, I see what you did there. It was smart. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I put it on and I was just listening to the song and I was like, oh my God, this like put me in like a whole different headspace mm -hmm. and I was playing, ironically, we had like, my friends were over and then we had a couple beers and then everyone had left. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, oh my God, I just put on that album again. And I was just kind of like that perfect level of just like, not like not caring enough, but also in a creative mind mm -hmm. that something just came out. Yeah. And I don't know where it came from. And I was just like, whoa. I love that music can evoke <laughs> that in you. It was yeah. so weird. I'm like, I've never actually had that like weird, like channeling kind of like feeling yeah. where you just, something just comes through you mm. because of listening to something and just kind of being in that right headspace. But it was really interesting. And it's, it's live on the website. I can't remember the name of that blog right now, but I'll have to tell you after Please. we're done so, yeah. so you can read it. Cause it's like a poem. It's weird. I I would love to read it. Now I'm super curious, especially knowing what f had fueled it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, it's funny that you, like, I don't know. I, I think 
I will listen to like a playlist sometimes, but I I absolutely love listening to a record all the way through because it's intended to be listened to that way and it takes you on a journey. And sometimes I'll like find my, it's weird when it happens, but it happens a lot. Like I'll start a painting at the beginning of a record and like Mm -hmm. by the end of the record, I'm somehow done with the painting. (laughs) It's kind of weird and it's not intentional, but it happens a lot. And it's a really cool experience. feeling. That's like, it's like taking a journey. It is. They took me on a journey and I finished my painting in that time. That's so cool. (laughs) It is. I've never heard of that before. That's awesome. This is so neat. (laughs) It's like, yeah, I've like just made this thing while I listened to this thing. Yep. And there's like you know sometimes when I'm done with one painting like I'll move on to that another. should be a selling point just right. like you should put that like you should like write little stories like I wrote like I painted this yeah like, I always wonder if people would be interested that would be in so cool like, like I love the story like if you if you give me the nuance of yeah. something like why is this this thing exist like, be that's it, helpful be it like a supplement even like why did someone decide to go create this supplement like yeah. once I find like that person's story like who's the CEO and why did he decide to like you know do this thing when you usually unpack the story, usually it has a deeper meaning behind mm-hmm. it. It's like, oh yeah, I want to do this because like my health was deteriorating and I saw my family members' health yeah. deteriorating. Like even for your art, like when you can, when you can add a little layer to it where you say, oh, I was listening to this album or I was feeling mm-hmm. such and such a way while I created this thing, yeah. then someone else can add more to it by going and listening to that album. Right. While, if they have that piece. that painting. Yeah. yeah, that's really interesting. You know, some it's it's hard to gauge like what type of information people want or not, or like what's yeah. oversharing or not, but <laughs> I really like that idea. I do. I think it's cool. I, yeah, for me, I do too. I, I enjoy depth in, yeah, in general. Yeah, me like, too. Okay, kind of like piggybacking off of that. I'm not trying to like, pitch my stuff but (laughs) building off of that so i i started off like just doing art on canvas Mm -hmm. and have like you know expanded to other things like jewelry and coasters and whatnot the jewelry though some of it is just like painted on the spot like i'll have an idea in mind and i'll do it but with this like uh painting style like on the canvases sometimes there's like runoff paint like paint Mm -hmm. will drip off of the canvas and like onto the table surface and i have plastic down and if you let the paint dry you can peel it up Mm -hmm. so sometimes like that paint that drips off will like turn out really beautifully and then i can like shape it to the jewelry and make like a ring or a necklace out of it oh that's so cool so sometimes people will be like looking at a painting and then like looking at jewelry and i'll be like actually like this ring came as a result of like this canvas see there you go perfect more story yeah yeah exactly and some people like love that and really do respond well to that so i think it's cool yeah that's cool i mean because again you're you're not being wasteful again exactly like you're, you're taking, oh my gosh yeah you're taking what could be considered accidental and wasteful mm-hmm. right and using it for other things right like yeah just another outlet to express and you know make use of something you yeah know, regard as regardless of whether or not you know that was something that had really bothered me about this painting style when I had started was that it did seem like there was a lot of waste mm-hmm. and I am really grateful that I have learned how to navigate that better to the point where I would say like 90% of the paint that is intended to go on the canvas truly does or is used wow. in another way. If That's not, good. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so... If the paint doesn't get used for jewelry, I I save it. I don't know what I'm gonna do with it yet or like what, but I have like a collection of like the drip off paint. Yeah. I don't know if maybe I'll just like find a way to like 
glue it to like a canvas one day and like make a giant like weird piece out I was of all say, the maybe drift. you can make sculptures or something yeah melt something. it back down or something and- i'm not sure yeah there, there's this art there's this artist that i really like who does a very similar style of painting and she has kids and mm. she went in her daughter's room one day and found like a giant ball like the size of like a softball or maybe larger of her paint drippings that her daughter was stealing from her and like making her own thing and i just thought that was so that's adorable, adorable. <laughs> And it was also inspiring because I was like, yeah, I really should be saving this paint and like doing something with it. But also, how cute. <laughs> You're like, but also, that's adorable. Yeah, going back to that. Absolutely adorable. That's hilarious. Like, that's so crazy. Like, mm-hmm. I guess it really shows true that, that you know, one's man trash is another mm-hmm. person's treasure kind of yeah. thing. Like, just because you think it's garbage doesn't mean it isn't. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, or doesn't mean it is, rather, I guess. I, I, yeah. hope that's what I, I was like, wait a minute. I'm like, why did I say isn't there? <laughs> Tongue tied. Yeah. It's been a long day. You yeah. know? <laughs> Seriously. But yeah, it's it's really cool to, to just see the evolution of what you've been doing. Like for me, for the longest time, it's been like outsider looking in, like, you know, through the singular lens of, of Instagram. And yeah. it's hard to really gauge, like, because you see so many people and it's easy to be cynical, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's really hard to gauge, like, does someone just really, does someone just care or are they just being overly enthusiastic and selling themselves? Yeah. Which is, I, I don't know, maybe that's just a symptom of our times where people just... No, truly. Air, <laughs> edge on the, it's a, an edge, epidemic and it's sad. <laughs> edge on this edge of cynicism more than anything rather than thinking someone's authentic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's real. But I try, like, I pride myself on not being one of those people and mm-hmm. and the people that I surround myself with aren't either. I mean, I guess it goes to show that I reached out to, yeah. that I thought at least something, there was something more in depth to talk about Absolutely. than just like, oh yeah, I just do this art for fun shrug. Yeah, no, <laughs> passion is contagious and like, people pick up on that, you know? Yeah. And like, I love, I love like having social media as a tool, you know, I do mm-hmm. I try to use it as a tool. It's connected me with a lot of really interesting people and it has helped me make a lot of sales and things like that you know it's just a cool way to like showcase my work Mm -hmm. but at the same time like yeah you know you do get caught up with like the people who maybe aren't using it for the right reasons but I just tried to put all that aside and do You just avoid those people or just pretend they don't exist exactly put your head down keep chugging along (laughs) you know if someone's skeptical about like me or my work like I just hope that they'll figure it out eventually Mm -hmm. and if they don't maybe they weren't supposed to (laughs) yeah so going back to like social media too is one of the cool stories you had was the table you picked Mm. up from the alley and you've like (laughs) slowly been showing your process to turning this into your own little table and I saw it when you showed me around and I would like unpack that story I think it's really cool yeah (laughs) so living in Chicago like the around like the beginning or slash end of each month, a lot of people will move. And so things that they can't take with them, they'll just leave in the alleys. Mm -hmm. And like the things that you think that other people will want, it's common courtesy to just leave it outside of the dumpster next to it. So honestly, like around that time of like, month if I'm like looking for something in particular like I'll just take walks down alleys and see if I can find things or sometimes you have a common theme of reusing people's things they don't want even your own things you don't want I like like recycling I think it's interesting in that sense like upcycling I guess is the better way Mm -hmm. to put it so anyways I was riding my bike home one day and saw this table and I really liked it so I went and put my bike away and then walked back over brought it home and it was like truly not in the best shape. You could tell that someone was using it as like an outdoor table. So it was like a little bit warped and there was just like dirt 
on it, <laughs> like like actual like dirt that you could tell it like, came out of like a planter. So anyways, I stripped all of the paint off of it with like a sander. Sanding inside of a home is oh not what I recommend. <laughs> Learned that one the hard way. But yeah, it was just like kind of a challenging process, but essentially like I stripped off all of the paint, took some parts of the table apart and like tightened up other areas that needed to be like fixed up mm -hmm. and essentially just turned the table into my own piece of art. <laughs> and it was really fun. It was a long process. Your first restoration fun. project. Yeah, and <laughs> we have a storage unit downstairs and there are three other tables down there ready for me to work on. <laughs> so I want to keep this going. I just, I hope that maybe I can do this quicker than the last one. Cause that did take me a while. It's always the first one that takes the longest. Yeah, that's you know? true. <laughs> a lot of it was just like processing it and like wondering like, what should I do now? Like, I don't know anything about furniture, but I've gotten like tips from like people who do, who people are giving me tips as to like what mm -hmm. to finish like the tabletop with and stuff like that. So yeah. I'm grateful for that. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for me, it's like, it's like a lot of times it looks like you're doing nothing productive, but it's a lot of it's just thinking and scratching your head. Yeah, like, hmm, exactly. How do I figure this out? <laughs> yeah. And sometimes I'll just like walk into like, I don't know, like you said, like one man's trash is another's treasure. And I, it makes you think more creatively instead of just like walking into like a craft store and grabbing canvases. Mm -hmm. Like I like walking through like a thrift store and being like, what can I turn into a piece of art? Like what can I paint on? And I found some like interesting little things over the years. And those are some of my favorite pieces because they're so unique in comparison <laughs> to say, everything else. Thinking outside of the box. Yeah, I also love fun. functional art, you know, like something Ooh. that you can actually use instead of okay. just like hanging on a wall. Not that I don't like that too. So it so if you had like reaching far future, like what it would be mm. like the pinnacle of functional art for you? Ooh, the pinnacle. I would love to do- Or like the thing you would like be like, yes, that's, yeah. I made it. I would really like to have my art on like countertops. Like uh, it can oh, be done cool. on countertops and floors. Mm -hmm. I have the tools to do it now. I just don't have anyone brave enough to lend me their <laughs> countertops. But hey, if you want to lend me them, let me know. First time ever. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> but yeah. But not really. <laughs> no, no, but really, I, I would really like to do that one day. <laughs> I think it would be That'd really be cool. That'd be super cool. Can yeah. you imagine one day, like instead of like someone gets a marble countertop, they get like a finished countertop yeah. that you, like maybe you don't even have like, you just buy the countertop from you yeah exactly <laughs> it would and you know i could do like more neutral colors to make it look like it's marble or whatever but exactly. i want someone to want like something kind of crazy you know like i want like i feel like you could easily <laughs> you could get away with it somewhere yeah. like a bar like a home yeah. bar or something oh like my that. gosh i would love that to do like a bar top somewhere and even like i can paint other things too like i would love to do like the sides just Ooh, that would be cool. I like that idea. <laughs> Just I giving like you more idea. and more ideas to, yeah. to explore. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I also really like, I want, I kind of dipped my toes in the pond of like m painting murals this year too. Mm -hmm. And I really- Yeah, I saw some of those on, on Instagram yeah, as well. There's just one, but I kind of want to keep expanding on that. Mm -hmm. I have like some- blank walls in my studio that I kind of want to make into a project start like maybe having a rotating mural just like when I get oh. bored of it kind of put it you know make a new one to start building up a portfolio but it's tricky to find your style that way because it's so much different than working on like a 12 by 12 space yeah. as opposed to like a wall like things translate yeah. differently you have to go like about it differently feet of, like space to yeah. work <laughs> so it's just interesting like I'm still trying to find my style with that but once I'm if I 
No, once I'm to the point where I'm doing that regularly, that's how I'll know I've made it. <laughs> it's, it's weird, like like you're saying style, right? Mm -hmm. Style is not something you find until you do something long enough and exactly. you see the pattern that you have for yourself. Yeah, yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's like for me, this podcast, like people ask me like, so what do you talk about? I'm like, hmm, where do I start? <laughs> yeah, what don't I talk about? I'm like, I'm like it's a little bit of everything. Yeah. <laughs> and then it just kind of turns into a story. I'm assuming you, like that's what, when talking about your art, it just turns into to a story yeah. most of the time. No, it truly does. It's like, where can I even start? There's been so much leading up to this It's point. like, so let me take you back. Yeah. <laughs> like, do you have some time? Because I'm going to be here yeah. a while. Like, God, we're trapped on this train together right now. Yeah. <laughs> we're <on> the CTA. <laughs> <laughs> the, creatives, the creatives paradise and nightmare at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> funny so for the, from there we can go you know instead of laughing for mics it's not a very good thing we talked about some unusual habits like your your hula hooping yeah um do you have like any other like physical routines because like it, it seems like you have a really well-rounded routine in sense of like trying to you know being like recycling like with your artwork mm -hmm. and things like that i'm curious if you have any other like you know just overall wellness because like around here there's just like you said the light too one thing i noticed <laughs> is it's not blue light mm -hmm. it's like no blue light mm -hmm. that's really <laughs> not many places in <laughs> yep, that's essential yeah yeah wellness is just as imperative to i would say the lifestyle in this house as creativity is you know when there are days that we're both home creating, we will try to have like moments where we'll, you know, do some yoga and like meditate together. I like doing that because then it just sets the entire mood of the whole house in, mm -hmm. you know, the right mindset. I'll do that by myself as well. Like if I feel like I'm having a hard time getting into the creative frame of mind, you know, I will, I'll meditate or do yoga. I think I, I say those two together because I do feel like <laughs> They kind of go related. They go they hand, go in, hand hand. in hand. I, I kind of would say that like meditation is like introspective, whereas mm -hmm. yoga is more of like calming. Yeah. Right now, <laughs> but I do feel like it can bring you to that that place of introspection oh, yeah. as well. Yeah, those are two really important things. I also like. I know these are like small or kind of weird, but like just anything that impacts the senses is something that I try to like cover before mm -hmm. I will dive into something product or something like productive or creative. Mm -hmm. So like, obviously, like I said, setting the lights is important. Like sense of smell is really important too. Wow. Like I like using like incense and essential oils as well. Candles too. Like, I don't know, like I'll make it look romantic for myself <laughs> in my studio because like, why not, you know? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. You're like, I'm going to feel some type of way yeah. while I'm making something. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. So um, what else? I don't. I'm That's not so, sure. That's so yeah. good. Yeah. I don't know how many people actually go like that many layers to be like, yeah, yeah I gotta get this just right. I like will. it's gotta be. Yeah. Oh, obviously you can see how many freaking plants there are in this. Yeah, house. there's a lot of green. I try to have a plant within like. I read a, a study. It was like so you're supposed to have it within like every ten feet. We have like every ten inches. I think. <laughs> I was gonna say I'm like just scanning the room right now, and there's like like even in my own vision, there's one, two, three, like four, five, like without turning around, yeah. <laughs> and a different kinds too. It's yeah. not like they're all the same one. Exactly. And they're also in reused coffee cans. It looks like. Or... 
<laughs> more reusing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they should be using you for eco-friendly. Like yeah, this, this is how you. This is how you do. You know the green. Like it's not like buying the new fancy things. It's about just looking around and be like, hey, how do I reuse this a different way to make the most out of it? Yeah. yeah absolutely. But yeah, plants are important. You spend a lot of time inside as an mm -hmm. artist. So like you try to find ways to bring the outside in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's really true. I mean, for me too, it's like when I would work out, cause like I, I work at a lab and there's machines going off. It's mm -hmm. all gray and it's mm -hmm. like everything sounds like machine sounds. Like you're like compressed air going off mm -hmm. and Yikes, everything yeah. is like all monotone or monochrome kind of like metals and concrete stuff like that. Very industrial. And when I would, especially in the summertime, I would make sure to run at a local uh, nature preserve. Yeah. And so I'm yeah. like out in nature and like it's not sidewalk or asphalt. It's actually mm -hmm. like dirt ground. It's uh, Spring Valley Nature Center. Oh, yeah. I so love it. There. I would just do <laughs> laps around there. That's really cool. Just, you know, it's as close to nature and like hiking as we can get yeah. in, in the suburbs <laughs> without yeah. going somewhere that's much farther away. No, it's so true. Like as a creative in Chicago, the, I, I live in Uptown. It's not necessarily like the hub of creativity. Mm -hmm. However... I, the one, the only reason that I won't move to one of the more creative neighborhoods in Chicago is because of my proximity to the lake. Mm -hmm. I have to have nature within arm's reach. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> is it something about water or is it just the All nature, of it. Like just the parks and stuff like that? There's a huge park by the lake that I live, or by the lake. It's the same lake in the whole city. <laughs> <laughs> the part of the lake that I live by has one of the biggest green spaces in Chicago. Okay, cool. And I absolutely love what that. What park is that? Because I'm sure it's, someone will be here. Yeah, it's called Montrose Beach. Okay. Um, and it's gorgeous if you've never been. There's like parts of it that are preserved by the Great Lakes Society. There's like oh, a bird cool. sanctuary, a butterfly sanctuary. You can just like get lost over there for hours. And they have a dog park. So like sometimes... So you just have dogs yes. running around? Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's like a five minute bike ride for me to get over there when I'm stuck in the summer. I'm in the winter set, like mindset right now. So Same. I didn't really think about this. But like in the summer when I'm stuck, I will just like take a break and go to the lake and like watch dogs play or just like walk around. And that's just major for me. I just, yeah, that's super cool. I love living over there. <laughs> that's oh. awesome. Just being able to mental reset with nature and getting yeah. out and seeing something else moving. Because mm -hmm. I think it's really important, especially as like a creative where you're kind of at the edge a lot of times where it's like you're channeling emotions and you're stuck, yeah. you know, so like depending on where where you're at in a different project, it can kind of drag you down. Yeah. I'm oh assuming. my gosh, can I tell a weird story? <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> this is kind of embarrassing, but you know what? We're on like this frame of whatever. So um, <laughs> I was working in the studio for like 12 or 13 hours straight one day, mm -hmm. which is like longer than I will usually push myself for. And yeah. I like didn't even I took a break to eat, but I like ate in my studio like while I was working on stuff. Like it was like one of those Sounds days. Like I was just in it. And I had like three days like that in a row where I just like was really going through something, like really had to like work on these paintings. Mm -hmm. And I didn't like get enough sleep or something one of the mm -hmm. nights because I was up really late. And I went to bed after only having had like four or five hours the night before, which oh is God. terrible for you. I don't do that ever <laughs> and i woke up in the middle of the night having like a like a like 
a night terror, which like wow. never happens to me. But I think just like pushing myself like artistically and then like mm-hmm. not sleeping enough, like really did something to my brain and my body was like, whoa, yeah. <laughs> it was wild. So like I scared the crap out of my boyfriend because I woke up in the middle of the night just screaming. Yeah. He's like, is everything okay? And I was like, what are you talking about? I had no idea it was happening. Like, really? Yeah, there, I, there was no dream. It was literally just like me screaming. <laughs> Whoa. It was so weird. I don't know. That's nuts. I don't know why it happened, but like it happened. And hey, it happens like when you're just stressed out and like pushing yourself. Yeah, exactly. And I, I don't even know if I was stressed. I think it was just like, I don't know. Like I said, a lot of introspection happens when I'm creating. Yeah. And I think I just unlocked something. It was probably for the better. I think it was for the better. <laughs> I mean, it, <laughs> as weird as it sounds, it's it's through pain that we learn about ourselves. Yeah, you exactly. know, Because <laughs> like, when I was doing my senior design project, I would do like these ridiculous days and like you know when crunch time hits and the project needs to get done like that for like that final week i remember working on stuff you know i'd work my normal eight hours Mm -hmm. and i remember my longest day i worked from like 8 30 or 8 all the way until 9 p.m yeah (laughs) and i was like this project is going to you know work and Mm -hmm. be as good as it can be you know before you know for the presentation you know i'll die before it's not done right yeah yeah and so i just put in these ridiculous hours and i remember like leaving at nine and be like i just need to go chill mm-hmm. which is a terrible idea too like when i'm already stressed out so yeah. i like went and chilled and grabbed one beer mm-hmm. and that just put me in this really weird negative headspace yeah just like some weird negative introspection and i wound up going to sleep that day with just some weird little ghosts hanging around me and it was like woke up in the morning i'm like okay gotta be careful about how stressed i am when it comes to like you know working through stuff and then turning to like alcohol or just even what it was just like one not even anything crazy beer just like some craft beer and it was just like whoa hello Mm -hmm. here's some demons coming to knock on the door and it's not like i'm diagnosed with depression or anything like that but it was still like okay gonna have to not not do that yeah not do that like pay attention to how you feel because yeah. like even if you want to de-stress sometimes mm-hmm. doing something like that is not the way no, to go about yeah. it it's like so it just feels like a like a no-brainer like a good thing to do but it, it's not always yeah. the best thing well because that's kind of what society has mm-hmm. trained us to think is yeah what you, you know do. the sitcoms the dad gets off work he has a really shitty day he goes to the bar yeah it's all good that you yeah, know like, like it's a just long day it but like it's the weird thing though is like i did that by myself like i just yeah. visited my friend at work so mm-hmm. there's a difference right yeah so it's like if you go with your friends you have a different headspace about yeah about what you're doing you know because it's about social connection and right, spending right. time with people i can <laughs> i sometimes i just last week ironically i i was working in a coffee shop all day like doing some stuff and the coffee mm-hmm. shop closed at seven and i was like crap like i want to keep like working on stuff and i was like but there's no more coffee shops that are open and i was like i'm just gonna go get a beer and like keep working on yeah. stuff and i did and essentially like i ordered food and the the spot that i was sitting at like didn't have enough room for it mm-hmm. so the bartender was like you can come sit by the bar so I did and I was just like by myself minding my business like I don't mind hanging out by myself like yeah. I, I like going out and like doing things that you sh- maybe shouldn't do by yourself like getting a beer I don't know but anyways this like really great like older gentleman was sitting next to me and he just like immediately started talking and like sometimes I'm not like necessarily in the mood for that but it wound up being like a very positive conversation mm-hmm. and we were like talking about like art and music and wow. meditation and all of these things. And it was just like exactly what I needed, but didn't know that I needed. <laughs> <laughs> and 
and it just like came from I don't know just me like thinking I was going to be spending time by myself all day mm -hmm. you know so I just somehow opened myself up to that and it wound up being really rewarding yeah I, yeah. I resonate with that that's so true like just yeah. you never know who you're going to run into and yeah. just have a quick little conversation even if you're never going to talk to that person again exactly yeah that's really neat yeah I wouldn't yeah, I mean, bars have this weird little connotation where it's like you should be going with other people. Yeah, I agree. Know? I think it depends on the bar too, yeah. though, you know? I think if it's a smaller, like a little hole in the wall, yeah. like craft brew, microbrew kind exactly. of thing, then it's probably a little bit more okay because it's there for the experience and you're going to talk to the bartender about exactly. the beers or something. But like, yeah, like yeah. average sports bar or something like that. No, I would never not. go. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, do, I do have like this weird affinity now with like going to little coffee shops mm -hmm. and like kind of like the, the, the local little pub yeah. places. Like, because I don't know, there's something about the atmosphere and the environments mm -hmm. that just lend itself to being a little bit more productive. Yeah. And like also like most people are there by themselves too. So you don't mm -hmm. feel as weird about. It feels like honestly the adult version of going to like study hall or something. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> like, oh my God, it's so I've true. never said that out loud before. No, but like that's like really what it feels like. It's just a room of productivity and like silence and it's nice. Yeah. Like nobody's <laughs> going to be loud and obnoxious yeah, or whatever. They shouldn't be. Probably not. I'm, gonna, I'm like yeah. I'm like caveat there maybe somewhere else mm -hmm. like through the stories. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um yeah, it's it's weird. It's a weird little paradigm to find, especially I don't know. It's, it's like this people who create their own things. It's like you need to kind of get out of your own house sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like you can only be so productive sometimes. Where yeah. You're just like, I just need to see something different than the same four walls. Right. No, absolutely. <laughs> and like I think I have gotten really good at like using this space to be productive. Mm -hmm. But sometimes I just want to change the scenery or like I just want a cup of coffee that I can't make at home. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I don't have an espresso maker. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean like for me, like I like with the change in temperature, it's yeah. been like go to the gym, go to work, mm -hmm. come home, don't really do much else except mm -hmm. maybe go get food somewhere, but that's kind of usually to go. Yeah. And so I'm like, man, I'm not really doing anything, but like in the summertime, I was going like all over the place to all these different things. And I'm yeah. like, what a different change of scenery. So like doing this today, I'm like, okay, cool. So many different new yeah. places and talking to things or just exploring a little bit. It's just a really nice little jump start. Like it's obviously not something you do all the time, but. No, absolutely. There was actually this book that someone had gifted to me a couple of years ago that I swear by. I have yet to complete it, but it's something that I always go back to because mm -hmm. it's like a workbook essentially. Oh, that's cool. It's called The Artist's Way. And basically it, I cannot remember the author's name right now, but it's really great. We can Google it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a yellow and red book. I don't know. Anyways. <laughs> it's called The Artist's Way and it's all about like fostering creativity, even if you don't think that you are creative. Mm -hmm. So it's, it, there's all these like success stories about like lawyers turned musicians and things like that. And it gives you all of these different things to like work through to find your creative process. Mm -hmm. And there are like the guidelines of the book are like these things that they say like are non, like you can't, there's no compromise, you have to do them. Mm -hmm. And honestly, like I've worked all of them. There were some of them that I had done without knowing that it was like part of this process. Oh, that's cool. And that there are some that I will forever do now because of this book. And like the two main things that they talk about are journaling in this like style that's called morning pages and oh, then yeah um, i've heard of that yeah yeah and then like self date like taking yourself out on dates essentially mm. artist dates is what they call it and so i don't know if you've ever talked about it on the show or if you're familiar with it but like the morning pages thing uh, i don't think we've talked about it specifically i've talked about it in offline but yeah, go yeah ahead and it's amazing and i think everybody should do it regardless of who you are or what you do but it's like anytime you're sitting down to do something and you feel like blocked you're supposed to sit down write 
three pages about just whatever comes to mind. It could literally be you writing saying, I don't know what to write about. It could be you complaining about the weather, just like whatever you have to do to get to the three pages. And essentially it's unpacking everything that's blocking you from where you need to be. And it's just, it's really done a lot for me and it's really helped me like work through some stuff. And there's like success stories that they talk about in the book about like people writing entire books that way. Like they will like sit down to do this and just start like, writing a novel like it's wild but anyways that's a big one but the reason why i started talking about it was because of the artist dates it encourages you one day a week to go to take yourself out on a date essentially to do something that you wouldn't normally do whether it's like going to a museum or like going to like a store that you've always wanted to go to Mm -hmm. taking yourself out to eat but it's essentially just like getting used to spending time by yourself because like a lot of the creative process like if it's not something like music or you know other things that revolve around like community to work it's you by yourself so you have to just get used to it and get comfortable to spending that time so it really I've always been someone who's been I was an only child for a long time and I feel like I naturally am pretty comfortable with spending time by myself and doing things that people wouldn't normally do by myself (laughs) but this just like kind of took it a step further and made me be more fearless with it and it's just I don't know put me into some like really interesting scenarios and has I've gone and done things that other people didn't want to do with me before mm-hmm. or, you know, you just don't have to wait on anyone. You <laughs> you set out to do what you're going to do and then you go do it. And it's mm-hmm. awesome. And yeah, I really recommend that book. It's really taught me a That's lot. Cool. And one day I will finish it. But for what it's worth, I've already taken. <laughs> hey, I mean, you've done it. a lot more than most people do with books. You yeah. know? You, you've <laughs> yeah. applied something you read. A lot of times yeah. people just read something and don't do anything with it. Mm-hmm. Um, any other books? Like This is a perfect time to continue. Yeah, with that. Yeah. Wanted to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a huge one for me. I Like I said, I have never... I haven't finished it yet, but it's something that I always, always go back to. Mm-hmm. If I'm not reading something along the lines of that, that is like, not, I don't want to use the word like self-help, but mm-hmm. like, you know, like something that teaches you to change your perspective or to change your frame of mind. Like I love a good book like that. Mm-hmm. I really like reading like a good memoir or or I love like fiction, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. Sometimes I just, you know, you get so caught up in your day-to-day life and it's nice to just take yourself out of that and like put yourself in like another world. Yeah. A book that I read last year that I, or no, it was early, it was at the beginning of this year that I really enjoyed was called Invisible Monsters by Chuck Palahniuk. And just, he's such an interesting He's, weird he's a writer. weird writer. Exactly. He's just a weird writer. So just like seeing someone take such an abstract approach to writing in and of itself was like so inspiring. Yeah. He's, he's also for those for, for context. He's also wrote Fight Club. Yeah. Oh, duh. Yeah. yeah. So so for those who, who don't know who that is, because yeah. his last name is strange. We, yeah. So yeah, just for context, because most people know what Fight Club is. Right. He just has the most interesting style of writing. And that was like just inspiring. And for me, also I, I kept enjoy, me hooked. I enjoy his stories because he He's, he takes something that's usually like dark or weird and, and it's it, such a weird twist and he right? means and he means the opposite <laughs> yeah by, by making it dark exactly if that makes sense no absolutely <laughs> it's just weird and i like it and i'm so intrigued by his writing style i just can't get enough <laughs> um so that, that's a big one mm-hmm. but i also like reading i'll explain that in a okay <laughs> i also really like reading a book that was written 
like a memoir. I, I just like hearing about mm-hmm. like people's creative processes or just processes yeah. in general and like why they do what they do and how they got to be where they are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. The lights changed because Trevor's home. Oh, okay. <laughs> Which we have it set so that once it, you're picked up in the Wi-Fi, the lights will turn on or off. Oh, that's but interesting. But it's regardless of if someone is home or not. So this is like his home setting. I don't know. That's we have, interesting. We haven't really fully... Figured, figured out, out how did that how work? work it yet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, yeah, I love a good memoir. I love just like getting an mm-hmm. insight into why someone is the way that they are. Yeah. <laughs> I think it takes a lot of like guts to write a book about yourself and your life. And I think it's really interesting. Yeah. Because yeah. you might have to do a lot more deep work about yourself. Than exactly. Else. No, truly. It's like you not like necessarily you don't compare yourself to the other person, but you can't help but notice some of the parallels sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So if like for a closing question, because we're actually just yeah. over an hour, time flies when you're having fun, apparently. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> like I didn't even realize that's what it was going. Like anything else either, let's see. The, oh, the one I told you about for the 2019, you know, like what went well? Like mm. what would you say you like surprised yourself with? And then like, what do you keep? I mean, I feel like that was been this entire conversation to some degree or another, but yeah, if there's anything that stands out to you. About 2019? Mm-hmm. Just like a little reflection on the year. Yeah, being, uh, I mean, it's been kind of a common theme since I've really started being serious about my art within mm-hmm. the past like two years. But this year especially was just putting myself out there and like fearlessly and not being afraid of like the outcome. Just like not being afraid of like asking for things. And I know that we had talked about this earlier, but just... For example, there was an art show that I really like wanted to be a part of and was like really intrigued by. I thought the artist that hosted it is really interesting. I looked up to him a lot. Mm-hmm. I just reached out and was like, hey, if you are ever looking for more artists, like I would love to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. And, like a couple shows had gone by before, you know, and I was like, yeah. OK, you know, like I tried. It's fine. But then like I wound up getting put on the roster of artists what? and it was like huge. And yeah. I was just kind of like surrounded by a bunch of artists that I looked up to. I was a little bit out of my comfort zone, but it just felt good knowing that like I got there because I tried to get yeah. there, you know? And it's just been like kind of a year of like little situations like that where it might not be, I might be a little bit in over my head, but I still give it my best shot anyways. Someone reached out to me about painting my first wall this year and I had never painted a mural before, but I went and painted like, I want to, I don't even know how big the wall is, but a whole hall, part of a hallway in an elementary school. And I Mm -hmm. didn't really know what I was doing. You know, I drew out some sketches. They gave me the supplies, which like weren't the best supplies, but I had supplies and, you know, I just did it. (laughs) And I'm like pretty proud of how it turned out. And I feel like that was like really kind of reflective of the way that the year has gone. Just like maybe not having all of the tools that I need, but making the most out of it and like doing my best and just advancing. I don't know. It's been a year of growth and I'm kind of having a hard time articulating it right now, but I'm really proud of where I am now in comparison to where I was when the year started. I feel like I'm a lot more organized and I'm already like trying to plan shows for 2020 and that feels really good. I like it. I don't know. I feel like I was just kind of like a fish out of water. Like, (laughs) (laughs) where's the show that I can do? Like, I wasn't like doing like the true research for it. But this year I like sat down and made a whole list, like applied and feels good. That's awesome. (laughs) I mean, I don't think you could end this podcast in any better way (laughs) as a round one because I guarantee we we could be here for all. Yeah. (laughs) So much more to impact. 
Uh, I guess any other things like where, where can people find you or connect with you, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, you can find me on social media or at my website. My name on social media is, well, my my name, first of all, is Brit Parla, but my, my tag on, on Instagram is Brit Parlart. So essentially just add RT onto Parla. <laughs> and then my website is BritParlart.com. Yeah, I hope. Sweet. Yeah, I hope some people will reach out and yeah, I'd like to talk with anyone that has any questions about what I do awesome. that I haven't answered. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a lot to impact here, but it's mostly we would just direct people to check out your stuff, mm-hmm. and you can send me anything you want me to put up on the website, webpage, and things like that. Cool. Sweet. I want to take a quick second and talk about how you can support our show. I believe this is the most honest way that I can connect with you, the listener, and put it in front of everyone. You can support our show for as little as 99 cents a month. We release four podcasts a month, all at an average length of about an hour. That means you are supporting us at just 25 cents an hour. That's a, that's cheaper than the dollar menu. I think it's safe to say that we provide more value than that. And if you learn anything from our content, please consider becoming a supporter today with the link in the description of any episode or on the website at feedingcuriosity.net. And with that, thanks for listening, and please enjoy the show. You just listened to an episode of Feeding Curiosity. Thank you all for listening and tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a like, subscribe, go check out the website over at feedingcuriosity.net and all the other things that we're doing there. And once again, thank you all for tuning in, and we will see you in the next episode.